woods that I see walking in these woods? Why, it's Little Red Riding Hood. Hey there, Little Red Riding Hood. You sure are looking good. You're everything a big bad wolf could want. Listen to me, Little Red Riding Hood. John, Jonathan, oh, oh my god, I, oh god, I, I, I need on? your help. What's wrong? This, this white guy, he, oh god, he, he walked up to me on the street in LA and he, he bit me and he told me on the next full moon. Oh, oh god, tonight's a full moon, isn't it? I think so. I think he was... Oh, I think it's a super moon. I think it, he was a caster. Now in a full moon, I'm going to turn into a shitty podcaster. Oh, 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 taglines! <laughs> you were very accurate with, like, it's a white man. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> I figured everyone would know that description right off the bat. I don't think black people become werewolves or any other uh, minority, by the way. No, I don't think any. No, I actually no. don't think I've ever seen a, a minority werewolf before. Oh, we're going to get into it because it's it's strictly a. Uh, uh, Protestant, Christian, and and uh, Caucasian, to say the least. <laughs> um, I do have a tagline, just one. Jennifer's mother is having an identity crisis. That's not even correct. <laughs> That's, she's not. <laughs> I'd like to talk to your manager. <laughs> if your manager cards. doesn't come out here right now, I'll rip it to shreds. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this is my dog, Karen. <laughs> uh, yeah, that that's all I got. So you want to get right to those stats? Get to those stats. I'll get to those stats, ladies and gentlemen. We've got an estimated budget of $750,000. I'm pretty sure that feels off. I thought you were going to say $750 and I'd say feels like it. <laughs> uh, with no reported gross, mouse eating, toe jobs, hand licking, gratuitous hair growth, werewolf possession, mucky dream monsters, dream monster vomiting, teeth filing, onion eating, lycanthropin transformation, S&M shoe fetishes, binocular eye implants, wolf bitch slapping, fork impalements, with one death in total and a 4.4 on IMDb, it's 1989's My Mom's a Werewolf. Let's drop some bombs. Oh, 
some onion on that? We got the onion, but they don't smell right. This is great. The old bastard has blown a fuse in the middle of a thermal, and we're gonna roast. I'd like you to be Bimbo Cup. I showed ya! My mom's a werewolf. You come barging in here, interrupt what might have been the most important phone call of my life, and tell me that your mom's a werewolf? I mean, my mother's a real honest-to-goodness werewolf. Big deal. My mother's a cow. Welcome to Bombs Away, the B-movie comedy podcast. My name is Jonathan Young. Joining me over there just before the full moon rises, as always, is... Get out of here, you meatloaf. It's me, Tyler Rowe. <laughs> What is that? That's from American <laughs> Werewolf in London when he when he sees his friend for the first time when he's in the hospital and he's all chewed up by the <laughs> werewolf. He's like, get away from me, you meatloaf. <laughs> David! <laughs> David, you know what you have to do. You have to kill yourself, David. <laughs> <laughs> it's so it's so funny that you you bring up American Werewolf in London and things like that because as we get into this show today, right off the bat... I'm calling a lot of bullshit on this movie. A you mean lot. Not like the whole movie? Just it's just bullshit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but th- this movie seems to not know werewolves whatsoever, and did not even watch anything prior to its existence. It's only watched like the trailer for. Um, the Wolfman with Lon Chaney. But by trailer, I mean like they went to Universal Studios and they saw the special effects makeup show. And then in that preview where they're like, this is special effects makeup. And you see the the, the Wolfman for one second. They were like, that's a werewolf. Because <laughs> this movie doesn't <laughs> fucking care. <laughs> I would I would go as far to say that it. they just saw the poster while you were in line for the tram tour. <laughs> they, they said, oh, werewolf. I think I know what those are. <laughs> No, somebody just was like, where? There, Wolf. <laughs> ah, I, 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 oh, God, I love Young Frankenstein. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I wanted to start this off so that we just establish a baseline here. I found some actual information about werewolves, and we're going to sit here and we're going to compare what this movie do- does compared to what the information that I'm giving you now. So you ready? I hope so. Okay. So number one, what are the characteristics of a werewolf? Well, the beliefs classified uh, together under lycanthropy are from are far from uniform. And the term is somewhat loosely applied. Their transformation can be temporary or permanent. The were animal may be man himself metamorphosized. Uh, he may be double those activities... He, he might actually double the activities of a real man and characteristics. So what that means is that they, they, they actually are living a double life. Yeah. And they also um, early, early, early forms of lycanthropy and the werewolf myth actually stem from pagan druidism where, uh, you know, druids uh, who are old age semi-Christian mystics would don the clothing and the hides of wolves and then uh like eat mushrooms and be like i'm a wolf and like (laughs) scare the shit out of everyone in the village basically so yeah that's that's like the weird 
like real history of a werewolf that it was literally just like that stupid shit. Same thing of like being like that person's practicing witchcraft. You know what I mean? Yes, like, because that's that's where this comes from is it is uh, in European folklore. Uh, they're saying that some of their traits could even just be in human form and they never transform. So it was just another way to persecute against people because some of these traits, check it out, they include the meeting of both eyebrows. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, guys, we're gonna, Jonathan's going to name some things that you're going to be thinking in your mind. Those are oddly racist, and they definitely are. Curved fingernails. Low set ears and a swinging stride. That's just a pimp. Yeah. <laughs> well, he is wearing a lot of fur. <laughs> uh, woo, baby. Uh, one method of identifying a werewolf in its human form was to cut the flesh of the accused under the pretense that fur would be seen within the wound. It is literally the same thing as when they would do that thing where they would tie rocks to the feet of witches and throw them in a lake and if you drowned you weren't a witch but if you floated you were yeah <laughs> it's like either way i'm getting hurt they're just cutting people trying to identify if anybody's a synthoid <laughs> the russian superstition of a werewolf can be recognized with bristles under the tongue what yeah like a, a hairy tongue <laughs> that's what happens when you masturbate too much the appearance of a werewolf in its animal form varies from culture to culture, though it is most commonly portrayed as being indistinguishable from ordinary wolves, save for the fact it has no tail. Okay, so what you just said, yes, is very interesting, and it is a thing that is odd about American like folklore and pop culture, is that the depiction of Lon Chaney in The Wolfman uh, kind of forever changed Americans' perspectives on what a werewolf was. Because, like in uh, a, an American werewolf in London, he's an actual full-on wolf. Yes. And that's that's actually more along the lines of what a werewolf would be, is it's actually a full-on other animal. Yeah, like Evil Ed in Fright Night. Yes, yes, when he becomes a rat. And even even back then, watching Fright Night, I was confused, being like, "Why isn't he like the Wolf Man?" Yep. But yeah. but this this makes a lot more sense. So uh, in Swedish accounts, the werewolf could be distinguished from a regular wolf by the fact that it would run on three legs, stretching the fourth one backwards to look like a tail. What? Uh, okay. <laughs> Don't mind this leg; it's pretty much useless. It's just for show. Well, the other thing too is that uh, druids could also disguise themselves as other animals, not just wolves. So <laughs> that's also a weird part of this. <laughs> One universally reviled trait in medieval Europe was that a werewolf's habit of devouring recently buried corpses—a trait that is documented extensively, particularly in the Annals Medico Philosophies or whatever in the 19th century. It's okay, you tried. I did not. <laughs> uh, <laughs> werewolves were usually women who possessed poison-coated claws and had the ability to paralyze cattle and children with their gaze. Now, that one's important because this movie, I feel like, definitely gave me insight into a part that I didn't know, which is looking at somebody and making them do whatever you want them to do. Yeah, it's I a, thought that um, was vampire. Well, yes, and and this movie is also really weird about the uh how you become a werewolf because it's much more in line of 
being a vampire. But then if they just did and made it a vampire, this would be a just a 100% ripoff of uh, <laughs> Fright Night instead of a 95% ripoff of Fright Nights. <laughs> okay, so this is really funny that you mentioned becoming a werewolf because it states that various methods for becoming one have been reported and one of the simplest being the removal of clothing and putting on a belt made of wolf skin, yep. probably as a substitute for the assumption of the entire animal skin. Yep. So so if you just walked around wearing skin of another animal, they were like, woof! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, this can all be summed up in one simple phrase. People are stupid in yes. past times. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Drinking rainwater out of the footprint of an animal in question or from certain enchanted streams were also considered effectual modes of accomplishing metamorphosis. Eating ass will turn you into a werewolf. <laughs> I mean, you got a big enough tongue for it once you're Damn. a wolf. <laughs> but ain't nobody want to fuck with a dog dick. Werewolves were initiated by draining a cup of specially prepared beer and repeating a set formula. So, see, that's almost akin to how you become a vampire. That's very close to the vampire myth. Because, oh, yeah. Again, yeah. the whole thing about it's an Americanized version of the mythology of, of a vampire is that they bite you on the neck and you become a vampire. No, they bite you on the neck and, and drain your blood and then you drink their blood and it basically infects you with the vampire disease is essentially what it is. But werewolves and vampires are literally like cut from the same cloth. Here's my favorite part. <laughs> In Italy, France, and Germany, it was said that a man or woman could turn into a werewolf if he or she, on a certain Wednesday or Friday, slept outside on a summer night with the full moon shining in his or her face. Okay, that's a lot of instructions. <laughs> could you imagine... <laughs> Could you imagine, uh, like, being like, oh, I got to camp out. And then you, like, fell asleep, like, not in a tent. And you woke up and you were like, oh, fuck, what day is it? You're like, oh, oh, oh fuck, fuck. Oh. <laughs> Just going home being like, honey, I'm sorry. I fell asleep. And it was a full moon when I woke up. And it's Wednesday. <laughs> She's like, we got to kill you. Get the fuck out. She just pulls a gun on him. Oh, my God. Um, uh, and finally, the remedies for uh, for werewolf or lycanthropy have stated that various methods have existed for removing the werewolf form. In antiquity, the ancient Greeks and Romans believed in the power of exhaustion in curing people of lycanthropy. The victim would be subject to long periods of physical activity in the hope of being purged of the of the lycanthropy. So nice. like they were just like, run. <laughs> run all right welcome to pe uh, we're trying to determine if any of you are werewolves all right those who can't climb the rope are a wolf <laughs> a lot of <laughs> and a lot of the other remedies do deal with like killing the person mm -hmm. um, like quite brutally because uh a lot of the myth um follows along the lines of like removal of the head yes. will will so kill that it that's from like Ar that that has Arabic origins. Yeah. And then is t um, is hitting a guy over the head with a knife. And I'm like, yeah, that's just called killing him. Yeah. Right. And then <laughs> and, and nails in the in, in your palms. Yes. And, th and that's where nails in your palms. Right. And um, the whole silver thing. Right. 
the whole silver thing and the nails in the palm is directly Christian because um, silver also banishes like demons and stuff like that. It's a um, it's just part of the Christian mythos of, of silver being a holy metal, this, that, and the other thing. They can't touch it. It hurts them. So that's where that comes from. One of my favorites is I don't know who it is. But their cure is you literally have to cut the cock and balls off of the suspected <laughs> werewolf and they will be cured. <laughs> like, like you can like sew them back up so they live, but they won't have a cock and balls. <laughs> My favorite yeah, that I found is that a werewolf could be cured if one were to simply address it three times by its Christian name. That's okay. And that's again. The <laughs> that's s- just Beetlejuice. Well, okay. But that's interesting that you say that because that's again in the Christian mythos of like you see in The Conjuring, where if you speak a demon's actual name because they try to deceive you as to who they are, mm-hmm. if you say it, it can banish them back to where they come from. Ah, uh, you got me. <laughs> <laughs> Bill, Bill, Bill. Oh, shit. Yeah, right? Could you imagine, <laughs> could you imagine like seeing a wolf in the forest and being like, uh, Chuck, 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 and like, nothing happens? <laughs> you're, you're just running the entire time. You're running, you're throwing out like white guy names. Um, Todd, Todd, Todd. Um, oh, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit. Uh, Dave, Dave, Dave. And he's like, oh, <laughs> turns into a. <laughs> just mid like sprint, just turns into a man naked and is like, God damn, thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. How'd you know my name was Dave? <laughs> <laughs> um, so what are we getting at here, guys? We're, we're getting at the fact that uh, my mom's a werewolf doesn't follow any of this. Like, it hardly. doesn't know what it is. No, it really doesn't. Not to say that I didn't enjoy this film. And I, I know I think you differ in that opinion a little bit. <laughs> it seems to be the way that it's been going lately. <laughs> it's like, yeah. You're like, no, you'll like it. You'll like it. And then I'm watching. And I'm like. What the fuck? <laughs> so as always, I watch this on VHS if I can. And uh, I just want to give you guys a little throwback at the time. There was a trailer at the end. Uh, I'm noticing this, too, especially with uh, certain distributors where they're like, don't put the trailers in the beginning. Put it afterwards when they're not going to watch. <laughs> yeah, it's like no one will watch it in the beginning. So put it at the end. Yeah. So uh, there was a trailer for another film that's definitely going to make it to the list called Ghost Rider about like a woman who was a Hollywood star and then dies and then needs another writer to write her story of her murder. And it stars the Barbarian Brothers from like Think Big and a whole bunch. And one of them just passed recently, too. Isn't that just the plot of that fucking terrible Lindsay Lohan movie, I Know Who Killed Me? More than likely. (laughs) Where she solves her own murder from the dead. I feel like we're going to have to, now that you hit that revelation on me, we might actually have to put that like closer to the list of coming up. (laughs) God, we have to do both of them. (laughs) Um, But it also stars Joey Travolta, which... Tyler, how old were you when you found out Joey Travolta was a person? Uh, right now, today, uh, years old. <laughs> Is he related to John Travolta? Yes. So he's his brother? Yes. <laughs> Sandy, you can't walk out of a werewolf movie. He talks just like him in the trailer. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, Isn't it I crazy no that idea. his career is probably doing a lot better than John Travolta's actual career? <laughs> I mean... 
it's not, but I, I, I get what you're saying. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, that, that, that was what was going on on my tape. And here's what's going on in the movie. So immediately we're introduced to probably my favorite part of the movie. And unfortunately it gets overused. It's the song Little Red Riding Hood. This, uh, they only paid for the rights for t- one song in this movie. Two songs, <laughs> apparently. And they were only allowed to use one of them multiple times because this Little Red Riding Hood song uh, that you heard at the top of the episode is played twice in like a 15-minute span of, of itself. It's literally the opening credit song, and then it comes back later on as well. Yes, it comes back when Harry is like running away from their lunch date and then he's listening to it himself. Like, way to be self-aware. You might as well have just put Werewolves of London on in the background while you <laughs> that got That would have been ready. more fun. <laughs> it, it actually kind of would have been. <laughs> Especially if he was singing along and being like, <laughs> I, I saw a werewolf drinking a pinto colada Trader Vicks. <laughs> <laughs> me in London. <laughs> I saw me uh, with a Chinese man on the streets of London. <laughs> this this song is fun. I do. It has a weird special place in my heart because um, years ago, for one of my Halloween displays that I did outside of my house, I staged a like a crashed car, and then there was music playing out of it with a radio it, filter. And this was, was one of the songs. Was it a message for prom? <laughs> it was. A, it was a yeah. It was a. It was a sober grad thing where they <laughs> I put a burned body inside of it and it was like don't drink after prom. <laughs> um so we see our our lead here uh played by Su- Susan Blakely. She is playing the character of Leslie. If you're unfamiliar with Susan Blakely, you've seen her as the lead in Over the Top and Towering Inferno and Cherry Diamond in Dream a Little Dream. Uh more modern stuff, Seven Heaven, Two and a Half Men, This Is Us. Uh, I'm sure a lot of ladies are swooning now and they know exactly who I'm talking about. They're on, she's on This Is Us? Yeah. I can't stand that show. So yeah, me either. <laughs> it's not me. This is depressing is what I call it. <laughs> and we're also introduced to her daughter, Jennifer, played by Tina Casperi. And if you're thinking, I've seen her before, and this film feels oddly similar in many ways when it comes to the fortune teller and seeing the same people, you're not wrong. She also was in Teen Witch. Oh. And they came out the same year, and they have very similar things going on, and they have the exact same feel. What if this was a musical? I, I yeah, yeah. And they, <laughs> and, and, and they just sang Werewolves of London and, you know, all those other things. Like Moulin Rouge, it, I don't care, you know? <laughs> Tina, you know, Tina Casper is also a, an alumni of this show, if you didn't notice, because she's in Mac and Me. Oh my God, that's right. She's the older sister that works at McDonald's. Yes. Wow. Yeah, there's a lot of connections here for for this movie, guys. So I wonder why she never acted after 1994. Her career was so prolific. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, everybody's got to get their start somewhere. It's it's the the fact is that she didn't continue. Also, you you know that this movie, the people who made it, they thought they were so fucking clever uh, because it's produced by a man named Stephen Wolf, and it's a Harry production. 
And they were like, this is gonna fucking kill. This is gonna, they're gonna fucking lose their shit, man. <laughs> Wait till they find out that the werewolf's name is Thropin. Because <laughs> that's the werewolf's last name in this film, guys. Harry Thropin. Okay. Did you see who directed this movie? This uh, is a movie of Bombs Away alumni. This is the fucking director of Death Spa. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> what a better movie that was. <laughs> yeah. It's weird to say that, but yes. It is very weird. Guys, if you have not checked out Death Spa, you are missing out. That is probably one of the top ten best worst movies of all time, in my opinion. So you know exactly what you're in for. This is more family friendly, but... Okay, so I'm glad you said that, because as we go through this movie, I'm glad we set it up top, family-friendly, because this movie is the horniest children's movie mm -hmm. I have ever seen, and it's, like, gross horny. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's it's Red Rocket is sticking out at all times. Yes, it's, like, like nasty, like, like sadism horny. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Leslie... Is a I I guess she doesn't work. Maybe she's a stay at home mom. I think we don't she's a really stay at home know. mom, and she's not really appreciated. You guys know the score. Yeah, she's a vegetarian, which of course eye roll is annoying, especially in the eighties. She does call her husband big cucumber, which is a weird thing to say in front of your daughter. Um, yeah, yeah, because her husband calls uh, and is like, "Hey, honey, I'm running late," and she's like, "Oh, I'm gonna make this like seaweed quiche with yak butter," and he's like, "Yeah, I can't make it. Bye." <laughs> <laughs> and i i did feel sorry for her because like it just seems like she's just trying to be a good mom she seems like a really nice lady and her husband really throughout the whole film by the way never has a, a redeeming moment <laughs> he's just horny yeah and kind of just your typical like get me a beer honey yeah so jessica goes with her friend stacy to this monster convention, which basically looks like scare like LA. <laughs> <laughs> uh, good, good, good. That's yeah. The it, most it, disappointing convention I've ever been to. That yeah. was like, oh wow. <laughs> uh, so they go there, and Stacy is played by Diana Burroughs, who they weren't even trying on a last name there because their character's name is Stacy Burroughs. Yeah, they were like, whatever, fuck it, <laughs> and. She is most recognized from Friday the 13th Part 7 as the girl who, like, the hot chick is like, you'll never get... <laughs> this, 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 um, the universe that these people live in is very confusing because this is, they're at this convention and Stacy's a horror nerd and she grabs a famous, um, Monsters magazine and goes, oh my god, this is an issue number seven. And she asks Jessica, can I borrow $175? Excuse me, why is that $175 collector's edition magazine not in a slip and also just sitting on a magazine rack? <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, I mean, I guess you haven't seen some of the vendors at Scare LA. <laughs> <laughs> I have a, um, a magazine made by the same people who make famous monsters. It's a uh, it's called Creep. 
I I love it so much. It's just God. Creep I want to collect them so bad. <laughs> and another, there are some jokes where I was like, "Ha ha!" <laughs> and, and one comes from the next line where she goes, "Oh, and look." The original Invisible Man costume, and it's just like a hat on and like an invisible mannequin. Yes. <laughs> and I was like, okay, but like if we were in today's world, uh, I would love to see the new Invisible Man costume. Oh hell yeah, right? yeah! I would love for him to gaslight me at a convention. <laughs> <laughs> and then my favorite thing too is like I love when a movie shows how much effort it's really going to put in, like in the first five minutes, because they're like, let's go get our fortune read by Madam Gypsy. Yep, okay. that's a name. <laughs> and Madam Gypsy uh, has a booth that is just pipe and drape and uh, little satin pieces of cloth just hung all over the place. And she doesn't even use a crystal ball. She uses one of those plasma balls you buy at Spencer's. Well, they go, hey, why Why do you have two balls? She has two crystal balls on her on her. <laughs> where desk. I keep my cum. <laughs> <laughs> and she says, she says, I like a second opinion. And I do like that line, too. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> um, but this is basically recreating the fortune teller scene from the Wolfman, the original Wolfman. And, uh, you know, where they go, I think I think in that one, the fortune teller was in a, like a, a wagon out yeah, in the she's forest. In, she's in like a gypsy wagon. She like she's the wizard from Wizard of Oz. <laughs> yeah, and she literally <laughs> recites back, or back to these girls what the woman in that sees. She looks in Lon Chaney's hand and uh, Lon Chaney Jr. And there in his hand is the symbol of the pentagram. Yes. And she's like, oh, the symbol of the pentagram. I see it on your face is what she says. Right. <laughs> and she's like, I think that's just a pimple. It's like, all right, teen comedy. Thanks. Yeah. So Madam Gypsy basically gives her a fortune that says you're going to have a struggle with two dogs. At first, they're like. What, Marvo or Marbo? The dog that is the family dog. And they're like, no, like, no, dogs. Michael Vick. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and so they're like, oh, that was bullshit. I'm going home. Meanwhile, Howard has come home and he establishes himself as not only an overworked guy who has no time for Leslie, but he's also been sneaking meat and, and eating meat outside of the home. <laughs> I like and, I like that a lot. <laughs> That's just such a funny concept. To me. <laughs> I I believe it. I mean, if there was something that like somebody was like, uh, we're not going to eat this in this house anymore. I'd be like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> I've been eating it for like 40 years, you know? <laughs> yeah, you eat fucking raw hamburger meat. So I, I can't imagine how you'd get. You'd I feel do about not. That. I am not. I am not a werewolf. <laughs> you do, too. I've seen you do it in my home. Why did you have to actually say it out loud? <laughs> now everyone's going to know. I know, right? Jonathan like, eats raw hamburger meat. It was just there's no excuse. From one of those <laughs> from one of those hamburger meat meat logs, you know? <laughs> this he is ate not, it like a gogurt. This is not true. Guys. <laughs> I was not eating it like cookie dough. I was not <laughs> <laughs> like a go-gurt. I, <laughs> I deny it. <laughs> uh, so Leslie 
I did not eat that meat like, <laughs> like a go-gurt. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. You're welcome. Uh, uh, so Leslie wakes up the next morning and is like, I got to go run errands. Uh, Howard is watching a football game with his buddies and is like, get me a beer. And she's like, fuck this. And I felt, like I said, I felt sorry for her. I love I love that she's like, I got to go run errands. But really, I think she was like, I'm going to go get fucked. Because <laughs> everything that plays out from here on out is just too, like, she's too into it for too long. And and that's, that's a question that I really have about this movie when we establish the next scene and what our, our villain can do is how into it versus how possessed she is throughout this whole movie. Yeah, that's a big question for me. So she has been asked to pick up a flea collar for Marbo, the dog. So she sees a pet store on her way uh, on Burbank Boulevard because it's definitely Burbank Boulevard. Yeah, without a doubt. And she stops in and it's a pet store that seems like nobody cares. I'm I am so confused by this pet store. <laughs> um like PETA, you guys are fighting the wrong causes cuz you need to go in there and shut this place down. There are animals running under her feet. There's some wind-up flappy bird in a cage that just keeps flapping away, but it's clearly not a real animal. In, in like in 20 minutes after she leaves, it's going to catch on fire and Pee-wee is going to bust in and <laughs> save all the animals. <laughs> Leaving the snakes for last. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's it's a complete mess in there. And so is his uh, room in the back, by the way. That's a whole nother thing that we're going to get into is the, the jungle. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it really is a den. So she meets Harry Thropen, who is played <laughs> by, I know, just laugh, at, laugh about it now. <laughs> Why not? Yeah, uh, but played by John Saxon. Who everybody knows John Saxon. And if you don't, guys, dad from Nightmare 1 and 3. He's also the sheriff in Nightmare Beach. I'm telling you, man, tons of alumni of our show on this movie. And I'm also going to point out here, now that I've mentioned Nightmare Beach, that I want those who are diligent listeners to just go ahead and check out the logo for the title of Nightmare Beach and see if it resembles the logo for this movie because i'm going to tell you right now it does <laughs> yep it's <clears throat> the same thing cursive on the top with the final word being all in bold yep that's i i, I the weird similarities in all this isn't it weird after what we're in episode 147 at this point how things all just are tied together way too much i think it's just because it's there's only so many people who have such little respect for them that they will continue to show up in <laughs> shitty movies. <laughs> like, but it's funny because someone on uh, the the B-Movie Madness Forum pointed out that John Saxon, uh, when I posted this film to the forum, they were like, well, it's weird that John Saxon would acknowledge that this film exists when there's a couple that he has outright denied that are really? better than this. Yeah. For, I, I guess, why. whatever reasons, you know? So... I mean, because this one makes him, like, hot as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. This is just... This is just the semi-balding Jerry Dandridge. <laughs> uh, so, he has fangs at all times. 
And this is my first, like, I'm building a case here of, I'm pretty sure that long ago, America hunted down all the werewolves and they definitely know they existed. Because that's what it seems like in this yeah, film. Yeah, it seems like it's a weird, like, everyone, because, yes, because the ending specifically is just like, it's not even a shock no. <laughs> that there was a werewolf. No. <laughs> so, yes, he has fangs. He's always wearing wayfarers and he's basically looking like a lost boy if he grew up. I was just going to say, he's just an old goth. Yeah. <laughs> and when he pulls his glasses down, he has like red eyes that are able to hypnotize you. Yeah. And then you you totally forget what you were kind of saying or doing. And that would be fine. But I don't know how long this power lasts and what to it, what extent is somebody conscious of everything that's going on around them? I have no idea because this movie doesn't stay consistent with that. Was Bill Cosby a werewolf? <laughs> <laughs> you see, you kind of transform into the lycanthrope and... Oh, oh, ooh, Theo. <laughs> <clears throat> I don't eat pudding with silver. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I. They. he hypnotizes his victims. I think he just has the power of pants creaming. Like, that's all he does. He's just like, you will cream your pants. You're like, yes, master. <laughs> Sploosh. <laughs> the basement is adequately flooded, master. <laughs> so... He gives her the flea collars free of charge. She runs out the door. He gives her like five of them. Yeah. Flea collars are expensive. Trust me, fleas are a big problem right now. <laughs> Don't even look in my pubes. <laughs> Not sure if they're crabs or fleas. I haven't really uh, gone to the doctor yet because I don't want them to find out about my other problem. <laughs> so just a purse snatcher comes out of nowhere, grabs Leslie's purse, and then... I don't know about you, but how many thieves pause and flip off their victims after stealing their purse? Oh, I always do. <laughs> Anytime I mug a person, I take time to flip them off. Hey, that's my purse! Hey, fuck you. <laughs> I know. <laughs> this is LA. You think anyone's gonna do anything about it? Because nobody does. <laughs> the only reason that the only men who, who step in to stop this guy from stealing her purse, they only step in because this man runs through their uh car wash <laughs> they're like get out that they don't even care that he stole a purse i guess <laughs> i haven't been to an la car wash because i didn't know that they also did laundry within the line that the car runs down like oh, that's right they're doing laundry <laughs> in there is that just like a weird gag i don't know if it's a gag or it's a thing like i guess we'll have to go up to burbank to find <laughs> out with those like old school car washes but we're talking about the car washes like from the movie car wash you know, and Why I know I'm saying it so weird. weird. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's because I'm combining it with the weird way I say was. The car wash <laughs> from the car wash movie. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, or a bikini car wash. Uh, I can't Warsh? do it. I can't do it at all. I can't even switch it up. Oh, gosh, Max, put it in the wash. <laughs> Oh, so yes, yeah. this man goes to like a thieves den afterwards as well, where he just locks a gate and that's it. <laughs> but out of nowhere, Harry comes up and growls at him and then 
takes the purse and throws them into the back of a truck that's filled with eggs. Just the cartons and cartons and cartons of eggs loose. Well, you never seen an egg car? <laughs> egg <laughs> never truck. seen an egg truck? <laughs> <laughs> they're not in crates. They're not in styrofoam, like, you know, containers like they're normally in. They're just eggs. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> My God, like what a waste of a bunch of eggs. I'll tell you <laughs> Could what. you imagine if this werewolf was also punny? <laughs> what an excellent way to get out of a hairy situation. <laughs> Looks like this case is cracked. <laughs> <laughs> so he gives her the purse and then he basically... Charms his way into her life because of that. She's like, thank you, and goes to lunch at a fancy restaurant, which I'm going to point out right now, she went there on her own accord. And that's yeah, going to be important for how this scene ends. Yeah, because he shows up. Oh, yeah, he's her. stalking her. I mean, it's he weird. probably, he, you know what? It would have been fun, at least, if he, like, didn't exactly know where she went and then just, like, followed her scent. Or something. <laughs> or he's in a Burger King. He's like, fuck, that was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Be or do you know what would have been better is if she went to the restaurant and he was already there. <laughs> like, that would have been funny. And he'd be like, oh, my God, have lunch with me. You know, that would have been much better. But this is just weird. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, well, at least at least the scent thing would have made sense when it comes to being a dog or if you're Joe Biden. Oh, and <laughs> but he shows up to this restaurant. I smelt the scent of your damp basement when you left my pet store. <laughs> <laughs> he sits down with her and he's like, can I sit down and eat lunch with you? And she's like, no, can I buy you lunch? You saved me and saved my purse. And he proceeds to pull out his own set of silverware, which not actually silverware because he says i dislike silver it spoils the taste and i want to relish the substances i put between my teeth red flags already leslie what a pickup line though god damn i'm, I'm into him already <laughs> like that snatch <laughs> i like to relish the tastes in my gullet she's like ooh. so jennifer has been very concerned that her parents are going to break up and thus she follows her mom to where she knows this place is because apparently it's her mom's lunch routine is to go to this overly expensive, expensive French restaurant. No wonder you guys have fucking problems in your marriage. <laughs> and she brings along Stacy and they witness the two of them having lunch. And they also witness him sucking on her, like on her <laughs> neck. He licks her hand. He yeah. straight up takes the palm of her hand, kisses it, and then proceeds to take his tongue out and lick it like he's Gene Simmons. And this is when uh, Jessica's like, oh, my God, my mom's cheating on my dad. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> all right, that's a fair assumption. This is the first movie I've ever seen where someone thinks their parent is cheating on their other parent where I'm like, yeah, you're right. But <laughs> two Christmases, right? <laughs> but I, I don't I don't know if it's Stacy trying to be a friend or is just an idiot because throughout this entire movie, she keeps being like, well, maybe he's a cousin. And I'm like, that's not better, Stacy. We don't live in Alabama, Stacy. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> so 
He says some other weird lines during this lunch date, like, I just want to crawl up inside you and die. <laughs> it made me think of the line from um, from Step Brothers that Derek's wife says to John C. Riley's oh, character. Yes. And she's like, I just want to ball you up in my vagina. You could live in there. It's nice and warm. <laughs> and he says during a toast to eternal happiness and people who appreciate their own kind. And even Leslie goes, I don't know what that means, but I guess I'll drink to it. I'm down with racism, if that's what you're up, you're talking about. Uh, would you like to join my lycanthropy KKK group? <laughs> we hide our shame of our hair with robes. <laughs> but I, I, I don't understand why, other than the possession why she goes for what happens in the next scene because she's horny so they order they order lunch and lunch comes and whatever leslie ordered was kind of like a flambe it has it has a fire when it gets set down at the table and harry just straight up is like <sighs> and, then, and then runs out the door <laughs> and i was like what uh Werewolves are afraid of fire? Isn't that yeah, like, Frankenstein? Are you Frankenstein's monster, you dumb shit? <laughs> Get your fucking shit straight. But nobody gets their shit straight because Stacy also, throughout this whole movie, I'm just going to point it out now, that Stacy, being a fan of monster movies and all that kind of stuff, really doesn't know shit about them either. Well, it's so odd because it's such this, it's such a flip of um, the best friend in Fright Night. So, so much because she she is supposed to be like evil ed knowing everything about monster movies and monster comics and then the best friend comes to them for help and they're able to help but instead this person throughout the entire film is never once enthusiastic that the mom could possibly be a werewolf excited or ready to do battle with the undead <laughs> No, she's like, no, I, I, I like when they stay in the movies. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm just trying to fuck Ralphie because that's oh, her God. thing. The whole movie is to sleep with this kid that doesn't matter. All he's concerned about is his Red Rider BB gun. <laughs> it's, I guess it's better than the Red Rocket. No. <laughs> so Harry runs out on the bill, literally, and Leslie seems to be shocked at how much the bill is. When all he ordered was steak tartare and she ordered some flambe. And I'm like, I thought you went here all the time. Dude, steak tartare is expensive. I guess so. I had. Yeah, um, we know you had hamburger meat from a tube. Well, we that's know. what I was going to say. I was like, oh, shit. Cool. When I was in Montreal, I had like the raw meat with the egg on top. Yeah. Steak tartare. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, but it? that's not comparable to eating hamburger meat out of a meat tube. It's the same. It's not. <laughs> I was trying to I was trying to back it up. <laughs> I know. I know you were trying to be like, yeah, it's OK that I eat gross meat from a tube. God, this is gonna, this is going to ruin me. <laughs> I'm never going to be able to run for president. <laughs> so so Leslie goes back to the pet shop being like, dude, what the fuck? And she goes in the back room and now we see Harry's den. I thought you were going to say dick for a second. I was like, I missed something. <laughs> no, 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 no. But don't forget, you have to, by the end of this, determine where uh, they should have hung Dong. So don't forget. Uh, start formulating your theories now. Because yes. I'm pretty sure this is one of those possibilities. Yeah, this was the most logical spot to hang Dong. Because, <laughs> right. yeah, this is when she stumbles into his 
fuck den, which is also like a room at the Hotel Madonna. With ostriches. Like, yes. He and fucks owls. those. <laughs> I think he just rides them like bear wolf. <laughs> <laughs> so she's like, um, okay, there's tarantulas, there's owls, there's ostriches, and like the whole place is filled with ferns and greenery all around like just some canopy bed. And there he is with his like suit off, but he's still got his white shirt on. This is where I was saying it felt a lot like Fright Night. Just that yeah. seduction. Yeah. And, and especially to somebody who probably didn't want it, but then gets hypnotized. And she's like, you know what? You know, you owe me for this. And, and he's like, uh, why don't, why don't you sit down and talk? She's like, no, I don't want to. Like, and he goes, what about a drink? She's like, I don't want to drink either. And then he pulls down his glasses, hypnotizes her and goes, why don't we make love then? And she's like, vodka martini, please. (laughs) (laughs) Sploosh. She goes, please no, Mr. Cosby. And so this is where I started questioning it because he makes a drink for her and proceeds to put a live goldfish inside of it. And she sees it, throws it out, and drinks the vodka martini as for another. And I go, well, is she hypnotized or not? I don't understand because she seems like she's fully down for what starts going on here, right? She's horny. It literally shows us that her husband is like not interested in her. That's true. That's very true. Listen up, fellas. If you don't fuck your wife, John Saxon werewolf will. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Yeah, he still will. He's coming in 2020 for you. Dog, he's fucking like... Oh, 86 years old. <laughs> he still will. Still got it. <laughs> just because the wolf hair is gray doesn't mean he can't get it up. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's just going to take some of that wolf tonic and get a big old boner. <laughs> so Jennifer and Stacy follow them back to the pet shop, and they've been watching through some back window, and a first time, first day on the force cop, like, I'm pretty sure this guy's not a cop. yeah i think he might be an actor uh, no but i mean he looks like he's a cop that that actually stepped off the set of a porno shoot that was happening next door oh no he was actually shooting um vice academy but he had a break in between shots to come over and do this movie it's accurate same time same place so they're watching but they get caught and back inside john saxon has now taken off his shirt Holy shit. I thought you were hairy, man. (laughs) And and this isn't even like supposed to be a werewolf joke. This man is just legitimately fucking hairy. I I have not seen another film with John Saxon with his shirt off, but part of me feels like this was definitely effects. That's not all him. That's I hope not. I don't. Jesus Christ. He looks like, you know, you know, the dirty cobwebs that you buy at a Halloween store. <laughs> yeah. The, the like the ones with the fo- fake dust painted on them. Yes. Yes. He looks like they covered him in that. Ugh. And so does she when she starts transforming, too. Yeah. But but a more whiter version that's actually more representative of that. Yeah. So he starts going down on her. And I was like, oh, this is not a kid's movie. No, this is the first instance where I'm like, this movie is horny and like very visually horny. Like you can be like kind of like hee hee ha ha horny. 
But like this movie's straight up just like, yeah. Well, the camera lingers on Leslie while while he goes down below the frame. And I was like, oh, my God, he's about to lap that shit up. (laughs) (laughs) I love kibble. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to lick on you like you're my dead owner. (laughs) (laughs) but no he actually goes down past that and starts nibbling on her toe and leslie actually says "Ooh, a toe job (laughs) (laughs) yeah i i was pretty upset about that one not gonna lie oh man uh i i did not i was not aware that this scene was guest directed by tarantino yeah he's like okay now so if there's a werewolf right you okay and the werewolf he sucks on her toes okay all right and and then uma you're there too okay (laughs) you're just there because you're my muse okay that's what you are you're my muse (laughs) (laughs) Um, okay but now your daughter is of age so maybe she's my muse (laughs) oh (laughs) god we are so hard on some of the greatest people (laughs) so um Leslie's like, uh, thanks for nothing. You know, thanks for the thrill, but I'm out of here. Leaves. And then I do love this shot where the owl looks at him judgingly and he actually looks back at the owl and be like, shut up. You couldn't have done any fucking better. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, then he proceeds to just talk out loud with his hypnotizing eyes. Leslie, you will forget for now. And I'm like, what? Okay, that makes sense right now, but every other time that he does this, it will not make any more sense. Yeah, no, it doesn't. So now Leslie is back from her lunch date uh, from hell, (laughs) and Stacy confronts her, and Leslie has forgotten about everything. And so uh, Jennifer is like, my mom is lying to me and is pissed, and this is kind of just a throwaway scene other than Stacy picks her up. And I love that Stacy goes, Hey, what's wrong with you? Don't tell me PMS. And I'm like, I don't know. Maybe that shit that the two of you saw together with her mom cheating less than an hour ago is a good indication of what's wrong. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. it's like, huh? <laughs> you were there. Also, <laughs> for you're a girl for now. <laughs> everyone involved yeah but i'm also like you are a girl you know what pms is like what the fuck are you saying (laughs) yeah right i guess i've turned into a man (laughs) i have uh man anthropy i don't know uh i for just for the sake of Beating myself up, I will not edit that joke out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was that was probably one of your worst. I have to live in shame on that one. <laughs> so the scene cuts over to Jennifer and her dad. It's dinner time. It's nighttime. And it the scene makes it seem like the dad has already found out, like Jennifer has told the dad about the cheating. But instead, it zooms out to him just being happy that he finally has roast beef on in front of him at the table after like 15 years, but it doesn't play at all. No, it's really dumb. It's confusing because I'm like, I thought she was a vegetarian and you're telling me it's been 15 years. Are you also telling me what this is a special occasion or is she already like interested in meat and thus bought roast beef as a surprise for him or but that doesn't also add up because she doesn't remember anything that happened all day. Or is it just their anniversary? I don't know. 
<laughs> yeah, I, it's weird. Super confusing. Doesn't play. But we see Leslie getting ready for bed. She's got a lingerie, like a little uh, negligee nighty on. And what is this trope with not noticing that your wife is wearing lingerie? I don't, I don't get it. I think it's just to play even more on the fact that he's like a dipshit. He's oblivious, yes. But like, I'm sorry, what man isn't immediately like, oh, time to fuck. <laughs> I would I would like if he went oh wonga 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 me like anything. I mean I mean Tyler as a married man you're not going to tell me that if your wife didn't you didn't come home from work or something and your wife wasn't wearing something different than she normally would that you wouldn't immediately be like all right this is happening. No, I'd be like I'm I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> oh man <laughs> i think i'm just gonna paint my models <laughs> <laughs> honey i just wanted to watch youtube for hours on end <laughs> i think red letter media just came out with a new episode <laughs> <laughs> that and dead meat <laughs> yeah so i don't i don't i never understood that trope it's it's a trope beyond this movie it happens all the time but like you said, this movie's horny as hell. And because she's turned into a werewolf, yes, absolutely, they have the sex of their life. Yeah, and she's like, oh, <laughs> while doing it to it. I hate it. <laughs> Meanwhile, it is established at the end of the film that Jennifer can hear them have normal, quiet conversations. So, my God, what is this night like for their daughter? <laughs> when her when 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 her mom is like howling while having sex it makes me think of that scene from beetlejuice where she's like if you guys are gonna do your weird sex stuff just keep it quiet <laughs> she like hear it through the wall <laughs> where she like has the eye mask on and turns off the tv yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so they pass out and leslie has a dream and i'm gonna pose another question do monsters just wait around for you to fall asleep and then like get to work and haunting your dreams? Yes. <laughs> like they're like, God, fuck, she's not asleep yet. It's like one in the morning. <laughs> it's literally the rules from uh from from Monsters Inc. Like you have to wait till they're asleep, you have to wait for their door to be loaded in your bay, and then you can go in. <laughs> Werewolf's gotta go, boo. <laughs> <laughs> not doggies gotta go. Now this is the scene with the the like weird monster, the, right? Yeah, the vomiting muck monster. The best part of this movie. Just melty face muck monster from obviously a leftover device in another movie. It's the best part of this movie because it's so out of nowhere and it looks good. So I'm, yeah, that's that's all I can say. Yeah, Leslie's like running through the halls. Uh, the halls are, of course, are like, you know, with draperies blowing all around and stuff like that. And John Saxon's doing like a light sprint behind her. Be like, yeah. oh, hold on. <laughs> and then gets up in her face and she's like, I'm afraid of no one. <laughs> and you're like whoa okay that's a statement and he's yeah, like what is this freddy yeah <laughs> and he goes well are you afraid of this and then it's just like <laughs> yeah. just, just this vomiting melty face monster it's almost like the uh the leper in uh uh it chapter two when it vomits all over uh the germaphobe kid <laughs> 
And she wakes up and she's like, oh, I was having a nightmare. And uh, her husband goes, you were having a nightmare. And then monster again. (laughs) Like she got inceptioned in the werewolf dream. (laughs) There's a train coming. And on that train is a werewolf. (laughs) (laughs) And then you're going to then you're going to fall off of a building. You mustn't be afraid to transform a little bigger, darling. And then he's got a huge dick. (laughs) (laughs) And then she wakes up again, and it really is her husband. And then John Saxon from over in Burbank is like, you will forget again for now. And it's like, well, why are you haunting her dreams then? (laughs) Leave her alone, asshole. (laughs) Like, make up your mind. Either you want to make sure that you're the prominent man in her life, or you want her to forget everything that you're doing. I mean, we understand that you're trying to cover your tracks when you're doing adultery, but this is really taking it too far. This is too much work, man. Someone's (laughs) going to find out. Right? So, Leslie wakes up, and this is where the movie decided that the soundtrack would be carried out for the rest of the film by Casio keyboards, plucking away one note at a time. (laughs) And she wakes up and she's like, oh my God, I must have been dreaming. And I think I still am dreaming because she brushes her teeth and the toothbrush comes out completely chewed. And I'm like, you brushed your teeth. You didn't gnaw on it. Yeah, that it's like a weird sight gag that just doesn't work, which is like most of the sight gags in this movie. Yeah. And another sight gag is she looks out the window and has to do a double take because Harry's doing his best Michael Myers impression out by the bush. And yeah, and then she sees her teeth in the mirror. It's all very teen wolf. She thinks she keeps thinking she's dreaming. And then here's another stupid ass trope is that. People think they're dreaming for too long in movies and it goes on past the point of like, yeah, no, you're definitely fucking awake. You know, like, yeah, like I've never once believed I was dreaming when I like get up, go downstairs, talk to my daughter and then proceed to stub my toe. Yeah, no, no, I, I know when I'm dreaming because I can hardly remember it when I wake up. That's when you know you're dreaming. So. She says, I got to go find a dentist. And Jennifer tries to confront her again. And she's like, who? And she's like, oh, no, I said Dennis. And she goes, oh, that's his name. And straight up, Leslie doesn't know what she's talking about because she doesn't remember anything. So Jennifer's like, I don't trust my mom and is really upset with her. Meanwhile, Leslie tries to find a dentist that's open on Sundays. Whoa, movie with the out of nowhere racism. Like, what the fuck is this character? Uh, It's racism, but it's also really, really an eye-opening thing that the movie was trying to be progressive. It was trying to expose the healthcare system. (laughs) Well, yeah, there's that. Yeah, but but like it was really... And also, um, what does this doctor normally do to his patients that there's literally peeping Toms? There's peeping Tom windows. Full-on windows designed so that you can look at the operation that's going on. Is his his co-partner in dentistry Jennifer Aniston from Horrible Bosses? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Like, well, that was a shocking weird twist that this movie took. Super weird. This guy is, you know, a sexual predator with chains and, and chest hair sticking out. And he's got gold rings over top his gloves. And I get it. 
We all have by now figured out that gloves don't work at all. We've all been told this now. <laughs> but you can't add insult to injury by adding gold rings over top of the gloves. Yeah. So he is like, are you here for a drilling or a filling? And it doesn't even fit. She's like, I'm here for a fucking filing. Like, <laughs> I, I'm not I'm not here for sex puns. But this movie just keeps going. It's like, can you not read, idiot? It says filing. <laughs> and he sees her teeth and is turned on. Thinks yeah. of the sexiest teeth he's ever seen. That but, really bugged me. I was, I was, I was really uh, upset. It's <laughs> weird. He tries to file them. He brings a Dremel out and tries to file them that way for no luck. And the scene doesn't really matter other than this weird Mad Max woman that sits in the chair after it. What was that? I don't know. That's everything about this. All of a sudden, it was like this movie, like, was like, uh, I don't know where to go. <laughs> like, this could have been resolved in 20 minutes. Yes, because every every patient in the waiting room is presented to be either possibly an illegal who cannot afford health insurance, thus visiting this kind of doctor, uh, a hick that you see that also probably can't afford it. Or in this case, uh, I don't even know, like a Mad Max slash Night of the Demons person. Well, and, and <laughs> it's so fucking just like this. This movie getting to the conclusion starts just feeling like shit that would get left out of a scary movie. Yeah, like spoof wise. Yeah, it's just like this weird doctor scene, like the the. Everything leading up to this, the weird sex scene, like it's all just like, like fucking Zucker Brothers, but shitty. Oh man, you're you're giving this movie too much credit for saying Zucker Brothers. I said, but shitty. I know, but like even so, that, um, scary movie five. There you go. Uh, so Leslie has a hunkering for meat. Obviously, she's turning into a wolf, right? So she starts just sucking her husband's dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wish. I wish Whoa. I wish this movie like took chances on going one way or the other is what I mean, you know? Yeah. Like okay, that would be cool. Literally what a fun more inventive line for her to be like him to come home and be like, "Honey, you served you served meat after all these years?" And she's like, "Yeah, I tend to have a real hunkering for meat." As she's like seducing him, and then goes down on him, and the scene changes. I'd have been like, <laughs> <laughs> "Right now, now, I'm feeling like Kubasa." Now you're talking our kind of jokes on the show. <laughs> <laughs> so Leslie buys some meat at the deli, and and now her taste in music has changed. She's singing along. She's not boring. She's wearing like a little black dress, and she pulls up at this light. And there's these two old people who's like, oh, wouldn't you know, a singing werewolf. Honey, you don't see those anymore in these kind of days. And you're like, what? Case number two. I think these old people were definitely a part of the werewolf lynching of the 60s. Yeah, no, they, they fought in the werewolf <laughs> civil war. Um, <laughs> they, they, they lynched a few. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Yeah, uh, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure that this guy was involved in a couple different brick throwings that had written on the werewolves go home. 
<laughs> Werewolves go back to Europe. It was using the hard W, too. Damn. <laughs> Wolf. <laughs> <laughs> so that's another weird thing. Like, they, they said that without flinching. You don't see that nowadays. That's weird, right? Just for the sake of a joke. You've confused again, your entire audience. Think about that, ladies and gentlemen, when we talk about the weird fucking ending yep. this movie has. Uh, also, I missed it. Now, granted, I've seen this now three times. Uh, oh, Jesus Christ. Because because I made the mistake of watching it to take to uh, to just enjoy it. Uh, and then I made I came up with the idea of starting watch parties. So I wound up watching it again. And then I was like, oh, no, I still haven't written notes for this show. So I oh wound up having God. to do it three times by mistake. And I'll tell you, it was only till the third time did I catch until this moment that Halloween was even a thing. I missed oh. it, missed it in the dialogue between Jennifer and Stacy earlier or any other time when somebody mentioned it. I don't know just purely glossed over it so when this scene randomly pops in in the middle of like kids dancing in masks i went what the fuck is happening yeah this is weird because there's nothing that's uh letting you know uh that that's uh like gonna happen there's some strange kids doing some like vampire play in this some vamp play man did you see it? Like where they like pretending to bite each other? Yeah. <laughs> and you have your typical kids dancing uh, around. They love cutting back to them in the middle of what looks like they're already drunk and passed out on each other. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what's going on there. But we're introduced to this kid named Ralphie that we mentioned earlier that Stacy has a huge crush on, keeps mentioning him. And he's wearing like like fur and a loincloth. So like we said, he's probably a werewolf, <laughs> <laughs> but he's supposed to be like a caveman. He has a, a club and everything. And he sees Leslie and she is now got fangs. She's got hair coming off of her cheeks and off of the palms of her hands. And her eyes definitely have like sunken in makeup and things. And he's like, Oh my God, good makeup. And this is one of those times where I question where I was like, okay, she know she knows what's going on. She's embarrassed about her teeth and everything like that, but yet doesn't acknowledge it past that. Well, so this is, this is I absolutely hate this Halloween party scene mm -hmm. because this Halloween party scene is like three minutes at most of this movie and nothing comes of it. Not much. It's literally no. like, Yep, Halloween party. Anyway, she's there. Yeah. Anyway, let's keep going. You could have just had Ralphie himself come over, right? Or, yeah. or Or like they had ran into each other earlier in the day and she like seduced him in her werewolf trance and then he like comes knocking on the door, you know? And then you could have had better hijinks with like Jennifer being like, Ralphie, what are you doing here? And Ralphie trying to sneak in to hit on the mom, like anything other than this useless Halloween party that only seems like is an excuse for nobody to question why she looks the way she does. It's so odd. It's such an odd like thing that happens in this. But it just could have been Halloween night and he came to the door trick-or-treating and it would have yeah. worked, right? So, yeah. Good job, movie, for not writing a better scene in which you didn't have to spend as much money. 
Yeah, I don't get it. <laughs> because all those actors got paid. Those extras. So yeah. she seduces Ralphie and is like, meet me upstairs in five minutes. Goes upstairs and for some reason snaps out of what she was just doing downstairs, seducing him. And is like, oh my God, I have hairy legs now. What? Yeah. What? Like, but make up you your mind. Those? Make, make up your mind. Do you... Do you, are you aware of what's going on? Or are you a werewolf? <laughs> are you a werewolf? That's that's good. That's very thank, good. That's, thank you, thank you. It's thank better you, than anything you. I did late earlier. <laughs> so um she starts shaving away at her legs, using clippers, using scissors, and somehow got an electric meat carver as well. Yeah, what is she doing? Like, get it, trying to fight something in maximum overdrive? <laughs> no, that thing would be fighting her. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> do they use them? Do they use like an electric meat carver to kill a to, to kill a uh, a critter in critters? I or is maybe, that a gremlin? Maybe in part three, which I haven't seen, but I can't recall <laughs> the Leonardo DiCaprio one. Yeah, I haven't seen that one. Just never interests me. Uh, but no, I, I'm not quite sure. But yeah, she's using this, cutting away hair. She's she's harassed by Ralphie at the door, who's like, hello, I'm here for my dessert, because that was the innuendo she gave him. And she's like, you want your dessert here? And like takes some of her hair and stuffs it in his mouth and closes the door again. Time goes by, and now there's a whole bunch of kids waiting outside of the bathroom for Gary and Wyatt to stop being chickens about women. Because it feels just like weird science. Yep. And sometime between all that, Ralphie has yet to clear the hair out of his mouth. Yeah, he's he really enjoys the taste of that fur burger. I don't know how long it takes you to pick hair out of your mouth, but he's still picking it when this scene ends, when Jennifer is at the door being like, hey, mom, people need to use the bathroom and then peeks through the keyhole and sees what's going on. Yeah. He's still picking hair out of his mouth. It's yummy. <laughs> so the party wraps up. Again, Stacy tries to hit on Ralphie, and she's like, Come on, let, let's do this. And he's like, I gotta go be I gotta be home by 1130. She's like, it's 1215. He's like, Oh, then fuck, I really gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> I did like that. Did what like that. What a dunk. <laughs> and then Leslie tips toes, uh she, her hair immediately grew all back like it's the Santa Claus and she tiptoes into her room and then she's hiding from her daughter. Her daughter is fully suspicious of what's going on now and she scares her out of the room and then she, Jennifer goes downstairs and boom John Saxon's at the front door. Harry's there yep. and I get confused about how the eye possessions work again because she's like I'm not going to let you in. She keeps calling him Dennis because she thinks Dennis is his name. And he's like, you won't? And does the eye thing? And she's like, yeah, mom's right upstairs. And then proceeds to walk out the door and run to Stacy's house and tell her all about the werewolf stuff. It's like, hey, you dipshit. He's not a vampire. He doesn't have to be invited into your home. <laughs> you can just walk rules? in. <laughs> what are the rules? <laughs> yeah, because those who are possessed and would let somebody in probably wouldn't immediately go run and try to fix the problem either, right? You would just no, like yeah. go sit on the couch and read a magazine, <laughs> something. Like, it's okay. My mom's upstairs. She's allergic to latex. So here's a goat skin <laughs> condom. 
<laughs> ah, good. I just had goat for dinner. <laughs> oh, God. No, it's okay. I brought my own. He has, like, an intestine. <laughs> so, um... So Jennifer goes over next door to Stacy's house and a really great line that most of y'all have been hearing for the past couple episodes in the theme song. My mom's a werewolf. You come barging in here, interrupt what might have been the most important phone call in my life and tell me that your mom's a werewolf. I mean, my mother's a real honest to goodness werewolf. Big deal. My mother's a cow. It's such a good line because... This other character is supposed to be the one that's on board with all the weird shit, and she's just not. Because she's all. horny instead. Yes, just like everyone else in this movie. But I love this bit because it keeps happening to her, is that I guess Ralphie, when she was on the other end of that line and, st- and Jennifer barged in, was more than likely looking for an excuse to get off the phone. Mm-hmm. Because after this happens... And and Jennifer's like, please help me. And they argue. And another great line is, she's my mom. I don't want to kill her. And she goes, what do you want to do? Paper trainer? <laughs> I do yeah. like the line. It is good. But when Jennifer leaves, Stacy tries to call Ralphie back. And like, I guess Ralphie immediately hears it, Stacy, and <laughs> hangs up again. <laughs> like, oh, fuck no. God, I, I, I do like that this, this girl doesn't get a break whatsoever. Ralphie's the funniest character in this movie, and he's, like, not even in it. <laughs> so, the bedroom scene happens in which Harry is explaining to Leslie what's happening to her. And I just wanted to point out... You're going through changes, and your eggs are drying up. <laughs> that the, I want to point out that the word werewolf... Is a, is a definition in which it's a compound of where, which equals man, and wolf, which wolf, right? So the writers thought they were being real clever as he's like, we're going to, you're going to be my werewife. You mean man wife? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's you're like, you're going to be my werewife. Here's your slacks. Right? Because she goes, a what wolf? And he's like, werewolf. Uh, a who wolf? <laughs> oh, there wolf there. there's that joke again yep. and she's like why are we talking like this and she's like oh I, I guess I'm, we're gonna live in a warehouse and it took me again three watches to get that you know warehouse like like what we work in <laughs> I, I, it went way over my head because like I thought she was just trying to be funny in the moment I, a, wareha- a warehouse is also like a frat house because it's full of dudes. Ah, uh, man house. Man house. Coming to <laughs> ABC this fall. <laughs> Actually, that's just full house. So he explains to her that he goes, at first I wanted to devour you like the others. And I'm like, what? The others? That, that's kinky as fuck. Because they haven't really also established there was one news report at the same time as she was reading a newspaper about a suspected person being a werewolf, but it's not him. It's not Harry. No. And that's, uh, we're getting so close to the ending. I'm so excited to talk about how fucking weird the universe this movie exists. And so <laughs> I'm going to hold it. <laughs> okay. I, I'm really holding it so that we can actually talk about it at the ending and not spoil it. Yeah, but yeah. I think people are probably getting an idea, but this universe, this movie existence is fucking baffling. I do love that Howard comes home, and I think this is my favorite, like, just moment in the film, 
is that John Saxon hears, honey, I'm home, and then turns towards that, you know, what he heard and just hisses and growls. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what? Like, he, he's like, like a dog. He's like my cat. My f- Jilly Beans is always growling at shit she can hear outside. I want to also establish, remember how we mentioned Marbo the dog? Yeah, that dog's in this movie for like two minutes. And never, ever has a moment between Harry and and itself, right? Nope. There's never a moment where the dog is protective over Leslie or anything. If anything, the dog is just always barking and, and yelling at Leslie now because she's going through transformation. Yep, that's it. That's all the dog's there for. Right? And I, I don't understand where Marbo is during this entire scenario, because if somebody was going to growl at somebody, that would have been a fun moment. Yep, but it doesn't. No, not at all. Especially because, have you seen Fright Night 2? I have not. Okay, so the werewolf in that is not like the werewolf of the first one of Evil Ed. He's more, you know... A full body transformation in that one. He's not like a, he's not a rat. <laughs> yeah. Um, he has this moment where he's hitting on Charlie's new girlfriend and a dog that they pass by is viciously barking and he like turns behind her back and has like wolf face and growls at the dog. And it's a really f- fun and, and creative moment. And I'm like, well, if you're going to rip off stuff, like, why didn't you do that? There's never yeah. the moments that you should expect from this film, you know? Yeah. So, yes, Howard is coming up the stairs. Harry jumps out the window. And there's this shot and there's a shot at the end with Madame Gypsy in which the film looks like they didn't like master that footage. It, it yeah, looks this like TV scene- made for TV footage. <laughs> Yeah, this scene is weird. It's it has an odd. Um, it just looks like shit. Yeah, it literally looks like they had to use like a weird daily that they had of the shot. <laughs> Agreed. So Howard comes home, and because Leslie is transforming, and he doesn't, he he goes again. He goes forget for now, and I'm like, yeah, but you're leaving her forgetful of what's going on in her life, but also still in the middle of a transformation that she can't deal with. That doesn't make any sense either. And also, forget for now, well, what about everything you just explained to her? Forget for now, until I run for president. (laughs) (laughs) Cut that, don't put that in there, that was fucked up. (laughs) Nope, it's going in. No! (laughs) That's three president jokes in the same episode. (laughs) (laughs) So, um... Yeah, Howard comes home and he wants to get it on again. And because Leslie's changing, nope, she's kicking over lights and unscrewing light bulbs and jumping into bed. And he's like, Hottie, where are you? I can't see you. And I'm like, clearly there's at least three to four lights still on in the room. The room is fully lit, but whatever. He feels her legs when he's trying to like she's covered up in bed and he thinks it's the dog instead of her. Cool moment. That's cool. That's cute. That's very family yeah that's the one of the only like family moments this movie has right. to be completely honest yeah where where they're hinting at sex but like it's just safe enough right yeah but she doesn't she doesn't get it on she's like good night i have a headache and they he goes to bed unfulfilled 
wakes up, wakes up the next morning and uh, is really confused. He's like, I don't know what you're doing. You know, la- uh, the night before you rocked my world and and last night you gave me blue balls, basically. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, but I don't know what you're doing, but you turned me into a new man. But I'll never show it in this film. Never. <laughs> right? Not once. Leaves Leaves for work and Leslie's still is trying to deal with her transformation. So she goes and uh, goes to the hairdresser. It's a whole scene that doesn't really matter other than everybody seems once again to, to bring what we're going to talk about at the end. Everybody seems kind of more just not okay that she's becoming a werewolf rather than the fact that she is a werewolf. Yeah, it's, Everyone's just kind of accepting it. It's so odd. Yeah. And again, it's that whole thing that's driving me nuts about this movie where they literally are just like, like setting up a weird universe in which everything just exists and we're supposed to be okay with it. Yeah. And she gets a hairdo that they made her up to look like, they call it Wolverine chic. And she really just looks like a hairy, bad version of Sandy from the end of Greece. Down, yeah. down to the hairdo and everything. She just looks like Olivia Newton-John at the end of that film. Come on, Sandy. You can't just walk out of a werewolf's curse. <laughs> <laughs> it's me, Joey Travolta. <laughs> Where's my brother's kid? Uh, Harry's listening to the third instance of Little Red Riding Hood in this film. He's getting yeah. ready for, I guess, the final night because the moon is full. Meanwhile, once again... This movie doesn't pay attention to fully pre-established werewolf tropes of full moon because she's been transforming in the middle of daylight all throughout the week. It doesn't make any sense. That yeah. and, and then the movie starts being like, we should do some shots of the moon for no reason. <laughs> and meanwhile, Jennifer went to Madame Gypsy to try to get advice uh, she's asking Stacy for advice, and Stacy apparently is is a gigantic faker because she's like, "Why don't you use a cross and onions and holy water?" Stacy, you've never watched a monster movie in your life, have you? You fucking poser! <laughs> a fucking poser! So they try to use these tactics on Harry, who has been sitting out in their front lawn for some reason, waiting to make his move. I don't know. Uh, but they try to use it on him. He takes the cross, he throws it, uh, throws it away. He eats the onion right in front of them, and he uses the holy water as like aftershave. None of it works, yeah. obviously. We knew that. But then proceeds to be like, "Yeah, fuck you. I'm gonna go fuck your mom." <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the foreplay, but I gotta go fuck your mom. <laughs> Did you also notice? Like, I really, I, I really do enjoy susan blakely in this film but she just seems to whine through the whole thing like yeah like, that's kind of my, my Marble, yep. where are you Marble? that kind yep. of stuff or all she does is complain to me like and i'm like if you did without that i would say that you're the other than john saxon you're the person giving it you're all in this film yeah, but no, it, she was just whining about that. And I just had to point that out before we move on to guys. Here we are. The climax. 
Oh, and someone climaxes, all right. <laughs> Leslie has now turned into a full-on werewolf, and and Harry is trying to be like, you're my wife now. I, that, one, I didn't know that's how that worked. That's werewolf rules. <laughs> and then we have straight-on wolf-on-wolf fighting where John Saxon becomes his full transformation, and there's a moment where they're fighting across the bedroom, and he just straight-up bitch slaps her. Yeah, wolf slaps. Well, I guess it would be a bitch slap. It's like a female dog. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) And as they're fighting, the movie decides to introduce us to a character that we only saw in passing for a second. The Oh, my God. The other next door neighbor who apparently has a full on S&M fetish that is closely tied into shoes as well. He is the... uh, He's like the less kinky next door neighbors to the people from the people under the stairs. <laughs> like, <laughs> but, but what? Like, it's such a weird turn. So it's literally out of fucking nowhere. Left fucking field. Like, like there, there, there are angels out there with him. That's <laughs> that's how left field it is. And I, I, he proceeds to watch them and being like, "Oh, look, the neighbors are really kinky now. They're just like wolves." And he gets pissed off because something gets thrown somehow from their bedroom window all the way over to his hits him in the face while he's wearing the binoculars and then they're embedded in his skull for the rest of the film which is really fucking funny actually that's like one of my favorite moments of this movie is he gets hit in the head and then like the the yeah the binoculars are literally stuck in his eyes well this is weird because this is the moment i feel that the movie decided to turn into something completely different like it, it all of a sudden became like yeah like a goofy comedy out of nowhere and then proceeds this way for the remainder of the 15 minutes right so yeah there's there's like a werewolf fight and uh is jessica locked in the room with them well no Je- jennifer has uh has gone and suited herself up with football gear and That's she right. has a fork on the end of like you know a spear in order to stab Harry and try to transform her mom back using silver and she goes up there and they're just lazily kind of fighting and it doesn't matter. It's a matter. shitty fight choreography. They're just romping around the room. Meanwhile, Howard is like, hey, my wife! And like, in his only moment of trying to be a hero, opens the door, breaks down the door, opens it, sees them, comes back out white and then proceeds to not save his wife at all. Yeah, and then that was the your cops, moment. That was it. Yeah, it's, that was your it, moment it, to be a redeeming husband and all the shitty th- stuff is to go in there and save your wife. Now, I get it that this due to the title is called My Mom's a Werewolf, but suffers from the exact same thing that my mom's a, my stepmom's an alien does where it doesn't know whose story this is. Yeah, and it, 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 it's just so dumb. So he he leaves and the cops show up because the neighbor called the cops. And they get in there and they are just as not shocked that there's werewolves, which again is like, so everyone knows werewolves exist apparently. So Jennifer stabs Harry. Uh, weirdly, doesn't it look like he's wearing a pillow so yes. that he can be stabbed? I guess. But also, he dies for the next 10 minutes of this movie. And that's the reason why I wanted to bring out that she stabbed him and that he tries to die is that the cops barge in. And their guns are drawn on Leslie and her being a wolf. Yet this wolf right next to them 
they're just letting writhe around and are not paying it any attention. He's like, and they're just like, yeah, 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 whatever. Yeah. (laughs) Shoot that one. (laughs) And they have a line where Howard goes, stop, that's my wife. And they go, that animal's your wife? And he says, well, you have to get to know her. Wrong (laughs) line. The line should have been, you should see her in bed. (laughs) 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 It would have been better. Do you disagree? That would have been better. (laughs) I agree. And yeah, like I said, no redeeming qualities for Howard. Leslie transforms back because Harry dies. And then the film switches over to the next morning. When a newscast shows up, looks at basically films like there was a werewolf here. Nobody's shot there. Nobody is shocked until the werewolf's arm falls off the stretcher into the ambulance, which is like, why are you loading him into an ambulance? You should be putting him in a coroner's vehicle. He's dead. <laughs> <laughs> like, but he, they, they've already started like complete picketing of no werewolves. There's, there's pictures drawn of werewolves with like a no symbol, like the circle with the yeah. slash through it. Like people are full on being like, yeah, fuck werewolves. <laughs> and I'm like, wait, is nobody going, hey, where werewolves exist? Nobody's questioning it. Nothing. Not a single goddamn thing. And the only thing that really rings true in this moment is that the neighbor uh, comes up and is like, I was the first one to, to, to reveal the werewolf, and I was the one that called the cops. And then the cops proceed to billy club him. Yeah, I don't know why they beat the shit out of him. It's funny. (laughs) And I was like, okay, finally, some truth in this film. (laughs) (laughs) And then that's it. That's really it. Other than the fact. It literally like ends. Yeah, Leslie and Howard go to bed. They, uh, I guess, have sex. And Jennifer is on the phone with Stacy. So Stacy says. Hey, it says here in issue number like 24 of Fangoria that if you don't, uh, if you kill a werewolf and then you don't perform a ritual on the body, the person who killed the werewolf will become a werewolf. I don't remember that. Yeah, that's weird. They were trying to get my daughter's a werewolf going. Yes. But then, uh, you know, as you as you may have read, this company uh, went bankrupt shortly after this movie. <laughs> yeah. My mom was a werewolf. The sequel. Mm-hmm. Now I am. Number two. My mom's a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> my daughter's a bitch. Uh, yeah. Because what happens is that. Uh, she's like, good night, Stacy. Jennifer hangs up the phone, yawns. You see that she has teeth. The, the lights go out and then the phone rings and she's like, Stacy, uh, you better come over and bring issue number 24. And I went, you know, movie, you really got to decide what your reveal is. Is it the teeth or is it the phone call? You really can't do both. (laughs) Is it? Yeah. Like, how am I supposed to feel at the end of this now? Yep. And then like. I've never heard this song, but I did like this song of like, you bring out the werewolf in me. I was like, okay, all right. So like you have some really fun moments in this film, but after an hour and a half of going through this with you, how do you feel? Would you recommend it? Um, I'd give it a soft recommendation. Okay, I agree. I would say, like, yeah, you should watch it, but also, like, I wouldn't seek it out. You know what's really hard now uh, is is that 
me trying to say would I or would I not recommend it when I'm asking people to join in weekly watch parties. <laughs> well, luckily the week the watch parties happened before we we do the video, right? So we're the, all the really, recording, so they're all in it. We're so, all in yeah. this together, just like COVID, guys. We're all oh, suffering. Uh, yeah, no, I it soft recommend. I think is is the best choice. You know, if you're looking for something. For your teenagers, you know, a little family friendly, but also a little uh, enjoyable on the adult scale. Definitely not family friendly. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go out now. You're going to read Teen a review friendly. where someone completely missed that. But this movie's horny as fuck. That is and, like true. gross about it. What would you give it on the jaw scale? Um, I'm probably going to go with like a Jaws three, honestly. Okay. It just falls right on that like middle. Like it's not horrible, but it's not great. And I'm just kind of like, there's not, there's some okay moments, but for the most part, I'm kind of just like, uh, you know what I mean? I'm having trouble with the jaw scale lately. I am too. <laughs> because so many things fall so blanketly under Jaws 3 for us, it feels like, that I'm having, I'm, I'm like, we, like, was there some Jaws 2.5 scenes or, you know, anything to, to, to really start flushing this out sometimes because so many films i do feel like in our scale do fall right at that jaws three but this one i don't know it's not it's definitely not two but it's definitely not four but it doesn't ring true to most of the stuff that we're putting on there either you know and on the three scale so i'm gonna have to say three just by default yeah basically yeah. like I'm being forced to say three. All right, sir. I brought it up. So now you have to let me know. Where do they or should they have hung Dong in this film? Um, I would have hung Dong in the werewolf fight scene, <laughs> but with the mom. <laughs> I would have I would have had her turn around and be like, I'm turning into a, a werewolf boy. And she has a wiener. <laughs> Yeah, where means man. Yeah. Um, I'm going to throw one that I feel like is a little bit out of left field, actually. So I don't know about you, but did the dentist scene feel like it was ripping off Little Shop at all? Yes, absolutely. 100%. So remember when he goes, look, Seymour, this could happen to you. And then there's like the bad teeth on the x-ray. Yes. That's where I want the dong to be. <laughs> On the p <laughs> Look, Leslie, this could happen to you. <laughs> you got a penis. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that's what we thought, ladies and gentlemen. But there's still a couple people that we really need to hear from before we wrap this up. The first person on that list is the person who has to suffer through these films with Tyler. This is What Did Carly Think? Uh, so Carly actually did watch this one with me, um, and uh, <laughs> she laughed like twice. So <laughs> like that's that's less than I did. Um, but uh, she also really likes Fright Night, and she just kept going on about how like this is just Fright Night, but shitty. And you were the one to say that you disagree with that statement. Yeah, I don't think it's anything really like Fright Because I, I tend to agree with what, what she says there. I, I do feel like, down to something that we failed to mention, is that the Fright Night theme song is in the Halloween party. 
as background yeah. music. It's I just think it's not it's so it's trying so hard to be Fright Night, but it's there's no elements of Fright Night in it. For, you know what I mean? Sure. Like it's just like the friends not even knowledgeable that like I don't know. It was like trying to rip off but then be unique but then became nothing in the process. And at least would have made more sense if he was the next door neighbor. Exactly. Yeah, something like that. So, yeah, I I, I do agree with Carly, but I, I definitely hear you on that factor. So, ladies and gentlemen, that was what Carly thought, but there's still an entire group of people out there who think they're the most important people in the world, and who are we to deny them of that? This is Gimme Five. These are five and ten star reviews pulled from the internet. Tyler finds these. I have no idea what they're going to say. It's a surprise for me and for all of us. So the first one today comes from, are these all Amazon? These are all Amazon. Okay, yeah, so that, these are going to be five stars, guys. Because this movie is on Amazon. So that was where I could find the best Amazon Prime, that's right. Uh, yep. This one is written by user Fi, F-I, titled, Wacky with four exclamation marks. Hysterical with four exclamation marks. This movie shocked me. I sat down expecting a portion of cheesy horror. I ended up with an absolute bucket of cheese. <laughs> I mean, were you Wisconsin? <laughs> uh, Jennifer is an annoying daughter who hardly supports her friend or her family, but is, for whatever reason, absorbed with her parents' relationship. Somebody did not watch the same movie. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's not Jennifer's character at all. Um, seriously, she bails on her lonely mom to go to a sci-fi convention uh, with her friend Stacy, but spends the entire time mocking her and complaining to her about being there. I feel like this guy's just butt hurt that somebody didn't like a horror convention just like my bitch girlfriend <laughs> um so when she takes an interest in her mom and dad's failing relationship and spies on her mom with another man she's obsessed with getting the details until she discovers her mom is a werewolf uh yeah if you saw your mom cheating you'd probably be a little obsessed with that too yeah <laughs> the that's basically the plot. Mom falls for werewolf. No. It's great because everyone is a wonderful actor slash actress. The script is solid, the effects are cheesy, and it's just a campy joyride. I'm so upset that Jennifer's actress, Tina Casperi, never appeared in another film after this. She's wonderful. Her best friend is played by Diana Barros, who, in my opinion, is one of the best side characters in whatever she is in. I wish she had got a starring role at some point. If you're looking for something that was the same hypnotic, weird value like Troll 2. What? <laughs> Honey, I shrunk the kids. I don't know why this comes to mind, but it does. House, Puppet Master, in schlock sense, and Mac and me, then I think you'll enjoy this, but I also have a weird taste for cheesy horror. Five stars. <laughs> Sir, <laughs> I'm going to say right now that every single film you mentioned is better than this film. <laughs> yeah, it's like, these ones are all actually really good. Including Troll 2. <laughs> the, 
The, yeah. the next one comes from John Murray, written 2001, titled Cute Werewolf Spoof. I normally hate horror spoofs, but this movie made me laugh. The suspense is great, and the plot does not get off the subject like most spoofs. This movie can be viewed by the whole family. Yes, even the kids can see it, because there is no nudity or bad language. Buy it today. Yes, but there's so much horny, like, shit in it. I mean... I I love how he's like, no one says the F word, so I'll let my children watch it. Meanwhile, there's like a man being humiliated by a dominatrix. In John Murray's defense, I wouldn't have understood any of that back in the day. So, like, it could have played on cable all the time, and I only would have been like, cool, wolves. I know, but it's just like, it's such a funny, like, weird thing. Like, there's no nudity or bad language. And it's like, yeah, but there's a man literally, like, getting off on smelling a shoe. Yeah, (laughs) that's true. And there's toe deviant. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So our last one today is written by Amelia S., written in 2019. Actually, yeah, just last Halloween. Titled, Very Good. (laughs) The teenage daughter, Tina really impressed me. When the movie started, I thought they would make her a sullen teen. That didn't listen to her parents and was irresponsible and boy crazy, but she turned out to be great. The combination of sassy mom, oblivious dad, and Tina's horror-loving nerd friend made this movie really good. It has me thinking about what else Stacy's monster movie newsletters are right about. The only negative I can think of is the horrible conditions of the animals at the pet shop, especially that poor monkey in the tiny cage of the werewolf's sex dungeon. So that monkey, who wasn't on the credits on IMDb, unfortunately, that owl, and the emu were just trapped in Harry Thropin's bedroom to watch him murder all those women on uncomfortable on an uncomfortable bed? Since when do wolves live in the jungle anyway? Also, why would a werewolf want to own a pet shop of all things? He didn't seem very business savvy considering the mom came in for a flea collar and he handed her like five boxes for free. Overall, (laughs) I'm happy to have watched it. I'm really glad you found this one because he literally pointed out a bunch of things that we failed to mention that are really valid. I just really like the like the biggest thing that they were upset about was like I don't like the conditions those animals were living in. <laughs> well, the monkey does seem pissed to be on camera. Like, I want to be in this fucking movie and rattles the cage that he's in to the point it almost fell off the table. <laughs> and yeah, like I love that this person pointed out that all those birds were just watching him murder people. <laughs> and I really do love that he pointed out the thing that we did also point out is that he's just giving away flea collars to people he wants to bang. Yeah, for free. <laughs> oh, that's a really great way. That's a really that's a good one, sir. That was well played. Awesome. Thank you. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that about does it for us here at Bombs Away. Thank you so much for joining us for My Mom is a Werewolf. Happy Mother's Day to any moms that are listening. Happy Mother's Day to any dads that are listening. Happy Mother's Day to anyone that's listening, really, when it comes down to it. To your mother. 
to your mother. <laughs> um, yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. If you liked this and you're not already subscribed, go ahead and subscribe to us on whatever podcast app you're listening to us on right now, w- whether it be Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all those uh, flim flams, Jim jams. If you're listening to this on YouTube, give us a subscribe on YouTube as well. Um, uh, that's don't forget. Uh, oh, don't forget. We got a lot of stuff that, that we're doing for you guys now, especially during COVID, we're doing watch parties. Every Sunday, we're going to try to do a watch party if we can. And if you are unfamiliar with how Zoom works, hit us up. We'll let you know. It's really easy to download and it's really easy to get on board. But we're going to start doing Zoom watch parties where you can come in and you can watch it and you can participate in the Zoom chat in order to rip on the film right along with us. So that's definitely happening this Sunday and every Sunday coming until i don't know they shut us down (laughs) yeah and also for the next seven weeks joe bob briggs is doing his show the last drive-in over at shutter and we're live tweeting and that that's happening every friday night 9 p.m eastern 6 p.m pacific and join us these two things alone have been a blast yeah, without a doubt. And also, if you want to keep participating with us or anything like that, make sure you follow us on all of our social medias at Bombs Away Show. We're always checking the DMs and getting back to people and everything like that. Right to Let us. Let us know how right we're doing. Us. Right to Contact us. Contact at uh, bombsawayshow.com. You can literally send us a letter and we'll read it on air, probably during the shorties. But we'd love to hear from people uh, and, and we'd love to know how the community is embracing the show. Without a doubt, yes. So, once again, you guys, that about does it for us here at Bombs Away. Thank you guys so much for listening and sharing and just uh, enjoying our silly goofball bullshit every week during this uh, trying time. So, that does it for me. I'm Tyler. I'm Jonathan. And... Stacy, you gotta come over. And bring issue 
the sun is shining in the heart of suburbia. Everything is seemingly okay. Everyone is smiling and there's no inertia. An almost perfect kind of day. Oh, the moon is shining on a hip utopia. And Something happening, I really don't know what I'm gonna do. Gonna change my name, come on, Jenny. Cause you 